Why Tate Rodemaker is the right guy to replace Jordan Travis and lead the Florida State Seminoles into the 2023 college football playoffs. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another episode of Locked On Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith. Thank you for tuning in. It is Thanksgiving weekend. Hope everybody is having a great holiday season so far, and I hope you're going to enjoy this podcast as much as I am. We are available wherever you get your podcasts for free and on YouTube, part of the awesome Locked On Network, your team every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time, download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE to get $20 off of your first purchase. Yes, Tate Rodemaker is the right guy to do this for Florida State. It's unfortunate what happened to Jordan Travis, and we will discuss that briefly here in a moment. But here are the main themes that you need to know on why he is going to lead Florida State not only past Florida, but by Louisville next week as well. Number one. Arm talent. Number two, he's decisive. Number three, and this is probably the one that a lot of younger players or guys that haven't played a lot don't utilize enough. If the play is there down the field, make the pass. Have the decisiveness to do that. All those three things go together. So again, arm talent, he's a kid that's definitely decisive. We'll talk specifically about it. And then his ability to make the plays down the field. College football is about big plays, man. If you do not hit big passing plays, you will not win. Tate Rodemaker, although in a small sample size, has proven he can do that. So here we go. Number one, North Alabama game. Remember the pass to the sidelines. Tate threw it to his left, 19 yards on a line to the sidelines. That's arm talent. And there's more than one way to look at it, too. It was accurate. It was on time. And it was in a spot where his player could get to it. But at the same time, the North Alabama DB was actually pretty close. If that is off the mark and or if it's mistimed, that ball's headed the other direction. That's ugly. Rodemaker made a very good pass. And again, he came in the game here after Jordan Travis had broken his leg. It wasn't like he was expected to play on senior night for Jordan. So he came in ready to play and he got it done. The other part with this that's it's so funny People hear arm talent, they think just power. Tate's got a pretty strong arm. It's not John Elway by any means, but it's a strong arm. Well, what else does arm talent mean? Tate can throw on the run. We'll get into that a little bit. And he could definitely change his arm angle to a certain degree to make guys miss when they're trying to jump up and knock down passes. One of the most difficult things to do now is the screen game because defensive line coaches and D coordinators in general they know you're going to use a short game, no matter what level it is, high school, college, or pro. They teach their guys to look for certain tendencies with the H-backs, tight ends, offensive linemen, running backs. As soon as the play is snapped, if certain things happen, hey, you're not getting home. Let's deflect this pass. Tate's also a kid that's been around a while. He's not just some freshman or redshirt freshman like Max Brown from Florida, and that's a huge deal. He's seen enough football. He's played in eight games this year. 
he's going to get away with a few more things that Max probably wouldn't because of his timing and his knowledge and his experience. One of those, again, throwing around guys. If they get their hands up, sometimes it's better to eat it as much as that sucks. Do not throw those kinds of passes. When the ball goes up in the air, almost always it ends bad for the offensive football team, and in this case, the Florida State Seminoles. I expect him to be able to make some of those passes to Keon, Chicago Douglas, et cetera, screen game, short passing game, Jaheim Bell. He will find a way to maneuver through the different windows. That's experience, and that's part of arm talent. The final part of arm talent, and this is one that, I don't know if everybody really understands it because it's a little bit of a baseball feel for me when I was growing up. When you roll the pocket, even if it's not a designed run, it's a waggle, it's a bootleg, or if you know you're just escaping the pocket to give yourself a little more time to throw. Sometimes that all that teaching, this is how you throw the you gotta throw that out the window. You're not gonna be able to set your feet. You can and get annihilated by the guy that's trailing you that's not very friendly. You have to throw whatever is comfortable to you in that moment. Maybe a way you've never thrown before. Moxie, the ability to change a play in the moment. Tate's got some of that. We need to see more of it to prove that it's a consistency that he has, but he has done it. When he moves to pocket, he can make throws. That's very important in Florida State's offense, San Francisco 49ers, or anybody else. You have to be able to move your feet outside the pocket and make plays. I am not in any way saying he is Jordan Travis in terms of an athlete. Don't get this misconstrued. I'm just saying his arm talent includes the ability to change what he does on the fly. That is huge. Any college football team that doesn't have that is going to struggle. And it really doesn't matter as much against Florida. They've got a couple of guys that are good pass rushers and all that, but you have is not dominant defense by any means, obviously. They just got murdered in their last three games defensively. LSU in particular, I mean, that's Jaden Daniels, but they, they're struggling. He's probably only going to have to make a few of those, and I'm sure Mike Norbell is going to try and help him as best he can as it relates to getting outside the pocket and having his feet set. But again, at some point, there's going to be a blitz pressure or something, and the arm talent for Tate Rodemaker is going to be a big factor. I don't think it's going to cause him any problems at all because, again, he's played eight games this year. He's been in the program for several years. He's a guy that understands football. He will be just fine. Speaking of just fine, we are going to be looking at game time. Game time. Make sure that you check out your opportunities with game time. If you've ever had game time, as an app and played around with it, you'll know the following. It's easy to get around and find what you're looking for. Personally, buying tickets online is not the easiest thing because there are a lot of different options, but game time will get you to the spot you want. You just type in the name of the school or the NHL team, the NFL team. It'll take you right there. You click on the game you want and it will show you your seats. Right now, I was just looking at this on Thanksgiving for the Florida, Florida State game. Row 57, or excuse me, row 80, section 57, 182 bucks. Pretty good seats right down the middle of the end zone. I like watching offensive line play, and it's easier to see vertically. That's just something for me. Make sure you check out Game Time for whatever option it is that you're looking for. Game Time is a good one. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On College, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. 
Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. We're also going to be talking about him in another sense. And that's the talent that's around him, the experience and all those things and the play calling, yada, yada. It just, it's endless because Florida State has so much they can do to help him. This is not a team that's a middling five and 16 trying to get to a bowl game. Like a certain team in Gainesville. And yes, that is a direct shot. You're looking at a team that has a lot of talent. Trey Benson's still on the team. Ventral Cypress still plays corner for the Knowles. There's a guy named Keon Coleman. He's pretty good. Johnny Wilson, you heard of him? All those experienced offensive linemen, Jaheim Bell. You catching the theory here? They're going to scheme up things to make it a little bit easier for an experienced yet backup quarterback to make plays. He's not going to have to carry the Knowles. That's just the reality of football. It is a team sport. When I have an experienced quarterback and I'm looking at in a game going up against a guy that has more experience, not, not in this case, obviously, Max Brown has less for UF than Rodemaker does for FSU. It always concerns me that he's going to try to outduel the guy that's on the other side. I could be wrong, but I don't see how in the world that's going to happen. I just don't. I don't think he's going to worry about what Max is doing. I mean, Max probably a pretty good player, but do you really worry about that guy? He's a redshirt freshman that's barely played for UF. No. And on the other side, the one thing that I've said over and over and over again, got to give him props. The offensive staff, they've done a great job, but it, Norvell's system, everybody is bought in. There are games where Keon doesn't get the ball as much. You don't see him bitch. He only had 20-some yards against Miami. They did a good job against him, but he didn't bitch. The players have bought in. When that happens, when you've got playmakers like that, it's not easy to slow down the offense no matter who the trigger man is. And again, Florida's defense stinks. They are 87th in the nation in passing defense, and I mean, their numbers are atrocious. I went over that here recently, but just to kind of reiterate some of it, I think I've got it here. Yeah, there. this is the last six games for their passing D. 280 against Vandy, 313 against South Carolina, 315 for Georgia, 255 for Arkansas, 372 for LSU, 331 against Missouri. Those are what those teams pass for against UF. And I'm not saying Tate's going to go out there and throw for 380. I'm not, I'm not a fool. He can throw for 225, not turn the ball over. With this run defense that Florida State has, it's been better of late. because they're, And they're also going to crowd the line a little more. Obviously, UF's going to try to run. I don't see how they're going to lose if he just doesn't turn the ball over and makes a few big plays. So what are we going to see with scheme? I've talked it up. Why would I say that? What are you, what are you talking about, Brian? Well, here's the thing. With scheme... There's two parts. Number one, there's going to be a couple shot plays. That's just the obvious. How they do that out of the formations, I have my ideas. I'm not going to throw that out there, but they're going to try to find ways to get Keon and Johnny down the field. Shocker. I mean, we don't need to get into that. That's obvious. Everybody in the world that follows football knows that. But I have three questions here, and anybody can answer these in the replies on YouTube if you want. And I'm going to have my own answers for them as well. But these are the keys with his mobility. And with his arm talent, some of the things that I talked about that are coming around. 
Can Rodemaker be creative with running the football? And I put it in, in a capsule on the side of that question, red zone. And let me extend that short yardage and in the high red zone, the 25 to 35 range where it's a field goal to a long field goal, maybe even the 35 to 40 when FSU is in a fourth and three. Those awkward plays where you really don't want to run it. Three's a hard deal because they're going to stack the line a little bit. But if you run one of those waggles or something like that in the flat and it's not immediately open, I think he's good enough an athlete to go get three. I'm not saying he's getting nine. I said three. Those are the kinds of plays that keep games close for a team that's not as good. But if you're the better team, which Florida State definitely is over Florida, it can help you extend the lead. I think he's going to be clutch in those kinds of situations. And if the play is open for a pass, he'll, he'll hit it. But if UF does a good job on an individual play, I think Norvell is going to give him the opportunity to say, hey, man, which ones of these plays, and they'll have a handful on third downs. This is what happens every week in preparation for teams. Which ones of these are you comfortable with? And there'll be some opportunities there for him to take off with his legs. Again, he's not Jordan Travis, but he will make some plays in the open field, even if he just has to go over somebody. He's a big dude. He's 200 pounds, 6'4". He can move. I think that you're going to see him make a couple of critical third downs and help the Knowles. Question two. Will FSU ask Rodemaker to run more than usual because it's UF? I don't think so. I think this will be more on Rodemaker. Now, this is something anybody could speculate on. And I'm talking about designed, flat-out quarterback runs. No, he is not a runner. I'm just saying I think the pocket will move a little bit more and or it will be a situation where the blocking will be set up where he has a little longer. They might keep a H back in like Jaheim or something, and then he releases really late. He kind of moves outside the pocket and dumps it to him second and six. Those kinds of situations, that's another form of run. It doesn't have to be run for yardage. So they'll put him in situations where if he wants to, he can take off, but they're not going to call quarterback counter, Not at least not very often. There might be a play or something, sure. An RPO, absolutely. Quarterback runs, Jordan Travis, that's a different kind of animal. He's a freak athlete. Number three, scrambling to pass. This is the one that everybody likes to talk about because they can be highlight plays, but they can be highlight plays going the other direction too. Let me give you an example. Patrick Mahomes. Can't duplicate what that guy can do, right? His off-platform throws, his critique of himself doing it, uh, the training that it's been talked about, the guy that trains him. I've talked to him before. They do it. Really, really unique ways coming up with ideas. And I'm not saying Tate's going to be like that. But again, all about scrambling to pass. How good is he going to do it to hit something down the field? Because I mentioned earlier, what about Tate hitting Johnny and Keon? Well, I'm sure that the entire Florida State staff and players are all for it. He might have to do that. One of the things that is unique in football is the chemistry and timing between a receiver and a quarterback. And over time, during quote-unquote scramble drill, you'll see guys go deep a little more often. They feel more comfortable. I have no idea. None. No, nobody does. How comfortable he is with Keon. Like, he's just been here just this year. At least with Johnny, that's a situation he's known him longer. Jaheim or somebody else could be them too. I mean, Ja'Kai Douglas, I don't know. One of those guys, do not be surprised on a broken play where if UF gets pressure and take 
moves the pocket, maybe makes a guy miss, maybe comes back around. I don't know. I think he's going to scramble to pass more than he's going to scramble to run again, unless it's one of those high red zone, goal line, short yardage kind of situations. And if nothing else, I think he has the experience to throw it out of bounds. It's okay. Incompletes are much better than turnovers and really bad situations come from those turnovers. I think he'll avoid those. But that shot play can change the final score, the outcome, and the rhythm of the game all in one big swoop. If you get Florida in a situation where they get out of kilter, and this happens a lot, beyond five seconds, nobody covers very well. It's hard. Then it comes down to that chemistry. Do I think he can do it? Absolutely. I think there will be a play somewhere in the game. Maybe it's a created deep over route from Jaheim because he was the backside guy. He sees Tate scrambling around. Yes, he has the ability to scramble to pass. Don't have to be a great athlete to do that. You're buying yourself time to make plays. He's been in the offense long enough. Yes, he is the guy to get Florida State to the playoff because of this kind of thing. And it's a very important part of it. If you've been in the offense this long, you're going to know some of the nuances with the scramble drill anyway. But again, the nuance of how many times you've done it live with the kid, with the guys, obviously that's something he can't recreate. He hasn't done it yet. So in live game action, we still got to see it. But I have faith in him that, yes, he can do that. Now, on the other side, we're going to talk a little bit about the game plan and all the different things that kind of go along with his talent and why Florida State still holds an edge. And it's an extension of what I was talking about with the guys that catch the ball. We're going to talk about the guys that run the ball. First off, Locked On Sports Today. That is the new streaming network and the only one that's 24-7 on YouTube. Make sure you check that out. It's really awesome. And to be honest with you, it's a lot of fun. So eBay Motors is today's second sponsor. eBay Motors, your ride or die. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or drive, ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle leveled up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into power, speed, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always have exactly what you're looking for. eBay's guaranteed fit, you're guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right. We're going to talk a little bit more about the game plan and whatnot. And and I'll throw in his stats for fun here. This isn't a kid that's played a ton, but I've just went through the film and I've looked at it. And these are the things that I would do. It's just my opinion on how I would attack it. If I was looking at Tate Rodemaker and I was coach Norvell, et cetera. These are the stats just to put it into perspective though. Last year he was 18 to 31, 58%. And he is 8.2 yards in a tenth. It's pretty mediocre. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. Certainly not what you want. But this year, he's 20 of 31 in eight games, 64.5%. That's pretty good. 376 yards, 12.1 yards at attempt, which is elite, like top 1%. 
and he has five touchdowns and no picks. He's taken the next step. That's what tells me that he's ready. That was a big reason I made this podcast straight up. Tate Rodemaker is the guy that can lead Florida State to the college football playoff. Those stats, while in a limited sample size, it's still eight games. He's been consistent. No picks. Five TDs. That never goes out of style. How would I scheme it up, though? How would I scheme it up? I'm not going to get too specific. Again, I'm not trying to act like I know more than Norvell or give any hints out there, but what would I do? I'd play power football. I'd play action them to death. It'd be a little more traditional 1980s Florida State. And that's still a playbook that's ginormous, like the New York City phone directory. But you have to be able to put him in scenarios where he's staying out of the middle of the field. That's the turnover dead zone that coaches try to stay away from, especially at the NFL level, because the linebackers cover much better at that level. But even in college, Florida's got guys that can run. They've only got three picks this year, which is mind-blowingly terrible, but UF, they only need one or two big plays, and maybe they can hang around this game in the fourth quarter and make it make it a really close game. So here's the deal. I would run play action off of running the football. I don't think UF's run defense, which is not very good, and I'm just going to be kind here, is going to consistently slow down Florida State beyond the first quarter. Early on, they'll be hiked up. It's UF, Florida State. I get it. But by mid-second quarter, look for four and a half yards to tote. If Florida State's punting, that's okay. That's okay. Do not get greedy and turn the football over. Punt, punt, and punt. Make them go the length of the field with a redshirt freshman quarterback and a very mediocre, and I'm being kind, offensive line. Yeah, that's a pretty boring game plan, but you're going to win. And when those shot plays come, and they will. Again, Keon's still playing. Jaheim's still playing. Feely's still playing. Look for him to be in the slot. He could be kind of an X factor. Douglas, all these different guys. One of them is going to hit a home run against a inept. And I'm, I, I don't know how else to say because Florida's sec- this is the worst Florida secondary I've ever seen. And I followed Florida, Florida State, and Georgia, all these teams my entire life. Seen him play against, I've never seen a Florida secondary more inept in crucial situations than this version. No idea why, but whatever. They're going to hit a couple of plays with Tate if they're patient. And I believe Norvell will be. I think 170 rushing yards, give or take, is a pretty pretty basic number. That would be about an over-under, I would put it at, for what I think the Knowles will run for. They'll hit a couple bigger plays that'll probably bounce that average up. Maybe it's not as consistent as I would like because I think UF's going to try to make him throw the football, which I would do. Do not turn the ball over. You're hearing me say it about five billion times. That's the only way they're losing this game is turnovers. It, it's it. Throw the ball down the field. If, if you throw one 45 yards down the field and it's deflected around and some, you know, some way a safety dives and, and gets it off a deflection off Keon or something. It is what it is, but that's like a punt. Those little passes over the middle, the deflections when I was talking about the arm talent, I would avoid a lot of that stuff, make it pretty basic. Even if he hits 55% in this game, if there's shot plays, basic traditional screens where it's just a straight line and then give him an opportunity on some bootlegs where he can just use his experience, his height and his arm talent. Florida State will be fine. 
And that's why I also picked them to win 31 to 23. And I'm sticking to that. I think Florida State will score enough points early on to kind of force Florida out of their offensive game plan. I think by mid-third quarter, they'll be in the mid-20s, 24 to 10, something like that. And I think they'll I think they'll hold on. Florida might score a late touchdown. That's why I put it at 23. I almost went 31 to 16. But I, you know, if they score a late one, who cares? Florida State's going to win this game, and Tate Rodemaker is going to be a major reason why. So with that, again, I hope everybody's had a very good Thanksgiving so far. Enjoy all the football. Enjoy any time off that you have if you do get some, and be be safe no matter what you're doing. It's crazy season out there with people driving everywhere. So be safe, and everybody have a great day.